Hello and welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, November 3rd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Plenty of news coming from the Chiefs this week, starting with their victory on Monday Night Football over the New York Giants, but there's been plenty more since then. On Tuesday, the Chiefs acquired defensive end Melvin Ingram from the Steelers. Ingram, of course, spent most of his career with the Chargers, so the Chiefs are very familiar with his capabilities. On Wednesday, something of a bombshell hit. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will miss Sunday's game at Arrowhead Stadium. So on Wednesday, that was the first time we got to ask the Chiefs about these developments. And on today's show, we will take you to the press conference. You will hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Tyron Matthew. So let's get going, starting with Andy Reid. He was asked initially about Ingram's role on the team and his possibility of playing this weekend. Yeah, so uh, we feel like it was an addition of another good football player, very smart kid. He, you know, we've competed against him, I guess, a uh, number of times. And yeah. and uh, you guys got, you, you've seen him play. And, you know, he's getting older and he's, you know, he moved around just here a bit. But uh, we, we had brought him up in the offseason and, um, you know, and felt like he'd be a nice addition to the room. And we were able to get him this time and made the move. But gives you another another guy that can rush the pass, but also play the run. So. Why didn't it work out with him or during the offseason? It, he just ended up going somewhere else. So that's how this works sometimes, yeah. Reasonable to think he could play on, on Sunday? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We're not going to put him in a bad situation. So um, he just got here, and he was able to sit in on the meetings. But, uh, I mean, he just got here late last night and uh, kind of got cranking this morning. So we'll see how see how he picks things up and how where he feels comfortable with. You know, with these veteran guys, they'll let you know. and if you keep open communication with him. So. Is that a significantly easier ask for him than, let's say, it would have been for a, a Josh Gordon of a wide receiver? Um, yeah, uh, different situation because Josh hadn't played for a little bit. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. But I'm just talking about learning what you guys are doing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Spags does a few things. So, again, you don't want to put the guys in a, a bad position where they either hurt the team or themselves. And We'll just see. I mean, you kind of play it by ear and see how it goes. Yeah. Coach, uh, obviously you had up until maybe 10 a.m. to to find out about Aaron Rodgers that you were preparing for him. How do you prepare for now a quarterback that you may not have seen on film at all? Yeah, I mean, listen, there's nothing that's in granite, I don't think, that I've seen. And and so we get ready for Aaron Rodgers, and then whoever they put in, you've got to be ready for You just watched this last weekend. I mean, two quarterbacks come in that hadn't had an opportunity to play uh, much, if at all, in one game. So... Um, you know, our guys are aware of that. It's uh, you get yourself ready to play this league. I mean, they're small margins, man. So you, it's a true team sport. Get yourself ready to go. What do you think of Melvin Ingram? Uh, just to follow up on Aaron's question here, what kind of flexibility does he give you with Chris Jones with Ingram's ability to also play outside? Yeah, no, that's a it's a plus. I mean, if Chris is going to do whatever. You know, he needs to do for us to be successful. I and mean, that's how he rolls. So if he has to jump back inside, he can jump back inside. He, he knows how to do the outside part, too. And we'll just see, though. Right now, it's just we're formulating, I guess, you, you, just to see how uh, Melvin handles picking everything up right now. See where he's at. We, we, Irby, we haven't even seen him on the football field other than a walkthrough. And what did you tell Larry before? Yeah, uh, the decision was made to trade him to the Jets. Yeah, um, so Brett talked to him, 
and, and they had a good conversation, agent and, and with Larry. And, um, and then I had a chance to talk to him just before it went down. So, you know, I'll, I'll keep that between us. But it, I think it's great that he has an opportunity to play right now, whether he does it for a year or 10 more years. He has an opportunity to play. You know, that couldn't be promised right here at this time. So if he decides to become, you know, go be a doctor after this year, he's going to have an opportunity to play. And he can take that with him. So I think it's great. We appreciate it having him here. Absolutely. Just related to him, too, his, his career arc was a little different. And he, he said a number of times how you embraced the idea of him from your childhood experience. But yeah. how much did it mean to you to see him get to flourish in both ways and, and, and do what he did last year? Yeah, oh, I think it's awesome. I mean, it just doesn't happen very often in this league. It has happened, but not very often. And, um, you know, for him for him to have the opportunity to do his studies in the offseason, I thought was important for him. You knew he was going to continue to work out and be diligent with that. You can name on maybe a couple hands, maybe two hands, how many guys have played in this league and been doctors, uh, become doctors afterwards. So, um, unique person. Do you know, I have that right? Do I remember this right? Your, your childhood experience, the mom, the, the yeah, went to the same medical school. Too. Yeah, and that planted a little thought with you that certainly could do this. Yeah, no, I knew he could. Yeah, he, if he want, you know, if he wanted to do it, he could do it. And so, smart kid. I mean, he was focused that way right from the get go. He let us know during the draft, so that was important. Glad enough to talk to Derek Gore. Fair to say that you've seen enough that he could be a regular part of the rotation while Clyde is still out. Yeah, no, we feel comfortable with that. Yeah, I mean, we, we felt that way kind of coming out of training camp and just getting him caught back up and, and going off the scout team. But he, the last couple of weeks, he's really he's done a nice job. So we felt good about putting him in. All right. So I was just curious, just what yeah. did you see his work ethic throughout the year that kind of led to that? Opportunity? Yeah, well, he, he's quite a kid, but he's a, he's a hard worker. And, and so that was, uh, you know, he's diligent about going. He, he knew that he had to catch up in the pass game. Uh, particular protections, and so he worked his tail off on that. And he got where we had confidence that he could go in and do run or pass and, and go with it. He like he brought a different spark to the running game. He's more physical. Um, what do you see? What do you see yeah, he's, he's different, but I, you know, I don't know. Um, Daryl's pretty good with that too. You know, he'll bring it a little bit. So um, I, I think both of them kind of complement each other. And he's got good vision. He's got quick feet. Um, can kind of dart in and out, and um, nice low center of gravity. I mean, those are his strengths, good core strength. What do you feel like he brings that you don't have? Yeah, it's just a different pitch. They're all a little unique in what they do. And, I mean, Daryl brings that big physical presence that can run over people. And this kid, you know, he's got the quick feet, and if he needs to dash through you, he can do that. So it's so just a little different pitch that you can throw at the defense. Even if you are preparing for the possibility of Aaron Rodgers still playing, obviously you're, I assume you're preparing for the possibility it's going to be Jordan Love, even in kind of the situation before. But how different is preparation with the guy that doesn't, you know, I mean, he's thrown seven passes in the NFL yeah. and you don't have a lot of time? Yeah, well, you, you know that they're not going to completely change the whole offense. I mean, that's not going to happen. They're still going to uh, run the offense. They did that with him in the preseason. And it looked like he did a nice job with it. So. Um, if that's the case, you're, you're prepping for the offense, and then you take those unique qualities that each one has, and you work on that. But that's how you go about it. And then secondly, I wanted to ask you about the run, because the running game that you had on Monday night, it seemed like there were, there were more downhill effort 
to run? Is that because of, uh, I guess, everything that you do is because of what you're seeing from defense? Sure. Is that particularly what, because of what you've been seeing consistently? Yeah, that, does it well, yeah, this was a little different, this one. So, um, yeah, that we felt like we could, uh, we'd have a better chance doing that than the lot stuff where, you know, I guess, say the Eagles, it was, we ran that outside zone a little bit more. But you just have to kind of know which group you're playing against and how you can mix that, yeah. Coach, you said Sunday night that Josh Wooden was just this close, I guess, you know, with the uh, with being more overly involved in, in the offense. Does he know they're actually – because I know you see that, like, yeah. your offense is complex. Or yeah, no, he's a good. situation where Patrick can just tell him what route to run. Yeah, no, he's good with that. He's good with the route tree. It's just, you know, things didn't – he was covered. So, didn't go his way. Yeah. Kirby, obviously, you don't need a quarterback, but I don't – during 2020 during the pre draft process, did you get a chance to look at Jordan Love, and what were your impressions of him? Um, yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, I try to look at all those guys. I mean, I, um, the best I can, and I had a chance to look at him, and he's a good player. So, yeah, had a great college career, and he, he sounds like he's in a good position there. I, he's got a pretty good player in front of him. Andy, you kind of just went through this with Billy, but obviously Green Bay is a big part of the career. I, I, how much do you stay conscious of that? I know it will change once the game starts, but is it something you're conscious of during the week? Well, I mean, I know a lot of people up there. and um, But, again, I mean, uh, as a professional, you get ready for, for the game. They're doing the same thing. And I've been gone for quite a while, you know, so. Uh, but I had fond memories of being there. Seven years, you know, it was a good time there. So we won a lot of football games. That was head coach Andy Reid. Now here's Patrick Mahomes. He was asked about Aaron Rodgers. You know, when the teams faced each other in Kansas City two years ago, Mahomes couldn't play because of a knee injury, and now they'll miss each other again. Definitely disappointing. I mean, uh, when you get to see an all-time great um, like him play, and I've kind of watched his game for a long time, feeling that I play a similar style, um, you always want to compete against the best. Um, but uh, hopefully uh, he's healthy. It's not too bad. Um, he, I'm sure he'll come back from from it uh, stronger than he was before. Yeah, I mean he's super talented. Uh, I got to watch him watch some games he played in college, obviously, and he was slinging it around the field, making a lot of plays happen. Um, and then he, as what he's done in the preseason, I mean he did had a great preseason, played really well. So I mean, I'm sure he'll be ready. They have a great offense, uh, and he'll be able to step in and and try to do what he can to try to have success. You obviously have a, a pretty tight relationship with Aaron. What was your reaction when you heard about it? And have you reached out to him yet? I haven't got to yet. I kind of heard about it as I was going on to the walkthrough on, on the field. So, uh, I, I mean, obviously it's disappointing. I mean, I'm just hoping that he's he's healthy and that he can get through it. Uh, I mean, uh, COVID's a scary deal, man, and it can kind of get anybody. So, uh, I'm just, just kind of praying for him uh, that he can get back into who he is. How do you look at his career in terms of your own? I mean, he's been one of the best for a long time now. Still just one Super Bowl. I mean, is that an illustration to you of how difficult it can be for one person to sort of influence? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. This, this, it's not about one guy in the sport. I mean, it's it's about a team. I think uh, Tom kind of fools everybody because he's, he's won so many Super Bowls. But uh, it's a – it's a hard deal to, to win Super Bowls in this league. I mean, there's, it's the best of the best. Every single year, everybody's getting better. Uh, everybody's bringing in new guys that have that hunger to try to go get it. Um, and Aaron's, I mean, he is the, the best of the best. And, he, and he, he's, he's played on a lot of great football teams, but you got to have stuff go your way. And I understand that. And I mean, this season's telling that you, you're not, it's not just going to be every single year you're coming in and winning every game. You have to battle through adversity to, to try to be on top.
Did you see any difference um, in the defensive scheme from the Giants after that drive where you guys ran, 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 especially when you had a lot of downhill runs? Not necessarily. I mean, they, they were trying to change it up a little bit, um, but they had a pretty similar game plan the whole whole way through. I mean, it kind of came down to us turn turn the ball over, me not hitting some guys that were open, and uh, so a few a few penalties here and there. I mean, we um, we able we keep being able to run the ball. I think that'll help the offense, obviously. But uh, at the same time, we have to execute. We have to find ways to drive the length of the field and execute in the red zone. When you say help the offense, do you mean just because it's successful, or because you might actually draw some different looks? Yeah, I mean, when the defenses are playing a lot of shell coverages like they are, you're not you have to run the ball. Um, I think we we know that. Um, that drive was kind of a, a way of doing it. You run the ball that many times, you get down there and score a touchdown. So um, just continue to do that, continue to evolve that more and more on the offense. Um, and then whenever we have chances to make some big plays, we'll try to make those as well. Uh, it seemed like you picked up the football after Derek scored that. Did you give that? Oh, yeah, I gave it back to him. The first touchdown for him, I mean, when you have guys that work that hard um, and they're able to get in that end zone um, for the first time, I mean, you're happy for them because they put in the work every single day. I mean, they don't get seen. Cause they're not there on the on those Sundays, but I mean those guys are working if not harder than all of us because they're on the practice squad and then they're they're also doing scout team and they're also doing reps with the with the with the first team. So guys like that, you're happy when they get in the end zone. You learn anything about him in his first real playing time? Yeah, I think you you learn that he's he's a he's a playmaker, man. He's ready to go go out there and and step up when his, his number's called. So uh, it's great to have those type of guys on the team uh, that that are going to put in that work every single day knowing that they might not get the opportunity to play so that when they do get that opportunity, they're ready to go. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. After the interception to start the game, but you had to change anything in terms of decision making, and how well do you think you did in terms of that, knowing that the game started in such a such a you know disappointing way? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I don't think I changed. I'm trying to. I try to stay away from that. I try to stay with with the game plan, stay rolling. Obviously, wish we'd executed a little bit better uh, myself uh, as the game went on. We had a few drives that stalled out, um, but that first drive was a great drive, and then uh, I had Josh in the end zone. I just threw it a little too hard. Um, if I just kind of put enough pace on that thing, we have a touchdown there. Um, then it hits it hits the guy behind him and shoots up in the air. I mean, stuff like that. It seems like it's happened a lot this year, but it, it happens. So uh, you kind of just move on and go to the next play. I'm talking about Josh. I mean, how close is he to just really knowing the offense? Again, I, I'd ask Andy, you know, if he knows the route tree, because if the, if the offense is that complex, if you know he's supposed to line up, could you tell him, hey, run this route so that he can be open? Because I know he hasn't been targeted much. But I know a lot of fans are wondering why did the Chiefs sign Josh Gordon if they're not really going to use him? Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we were using him more and more. It's just the ball hasn't gone his way. I'm, I'm big on just kind of trying to get it to the guy that I feel is open. Obviously, I got to be better at making some decisions because there's plays where he's open that I haven't hit him. 
Um, but, uh, I mean, he knows it. I mean, he's, he's a smart guy. He picked up the offense quickly. That's why he's gotten out on the field more and more. And uh, I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll get the ball to him because uh, he's, a, he's a playmaker, and we want to have that as the season. And we get to the end of the season and hopefully the playoffs. Right against Melvin Ingram before. What, what are you guys getting? Melvin, yeah, first off, I'm glad he's on my team. I mean, to have him on our team. I know we play the Steelers later in the year, so it's glad to have him on our side of the, of the football. But uh, he's, he's a guy that played – he's smart. He's a vet. He's, he's very crafty on the way he does things. He, he has all the moves. Uh, but he's also really good against the pass, but really good against the run as well. And so whenever you're able to add those type of guys to your team at this point in the season that can come in and, and make an impact, um, it's always exciting to, to see how they fit in with our group. You've noted uh, footwork, pocket presence, things you're working on as the season goes on. What did you notice when it comes to progress in the film tape um, against the Giants? I feel like I did a better job of kind of getting into the pocket and being in the pocket, but I feel like my base still wasn't uh, the way I wanted it to be. There was kind of times I was high on my toes, uh, which is never never good at the quarterback position. So that's stuff that I'll kind of try to, to work on this week and uh, just be better mechanically because then whenever I'm better mechanically and making those throws, the other stuff comes with it. You came up a little limpy at a moment. Are you completely good from that offseason surgery? Do you feel 100% healthy and everything like that? Yeah, I mean, I feel I feel fine. I mean, uh, I, I was more limpy because I kind of landed awkwardly in the out of bounds when I was running there. So uh, it was just trying to make sure it was all good. But, I mean, I feel fine. I'm, I'm ready to go. And, I mean, that's what you, what you do in football is you go out there and play. I didn't get to ask you this last week, but I want to ask you about the Kansas City current the name. Mm-hmm. I know you wore the shirt on, uh, on, on Monday night. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on the new Riverfront Stadium and the, the team name? Yeah, I mean, uh, I had to keep the secret. Brad was asking me about it all, all week. But, uh, no, I had to keep the secret of the name. I mean, it's a great name. I think it does goes well with the city, with that Riverfront uh, Stadium that they're building and the facility that they're building out there. I mean, uh, they've done a great job of taking care of, uh, taking care of the, the, that organization and, and those girls. And uh, you saw the way that that season trended. I mean, they were ended on a very positive uh, direction. So I'm excited for them. I think uh, Brittany uh, and the Longs have done a great job of kind of helping uh, evolve that organization. And hopefully they'll be here for a long time. Yeah, is that your input on the name? No, they did not. I, I gave my input and it was it was shot down. So they, I think they came up with a better name than I, than I thought. Why is it so important for you and Brittany to be kind of so all in invested on doing things like this for Kansas City? Yeah, I mean, we, we just we love this community. I mean, we love the people in this community, how much they support us um, uh, through the thick and thin. I mean, they, they really they really have embraced me and I've become part of this family. And so uh, uh, Brittany's done a great job with that team of, of getting a, a women's soccer team here uh, and the support that the community has shown them already is, is tremendous. So, I mean, it's. It truly is a, an awesome uh, community that a lot of great people, and I'm, ex- I'm excited that I can keep building uh, here as long as possible. You said they shot down your suggestion, so the natural follow-up is, what was the name you suggested? Uh, yeah, I was trying to work with something like the Fountains, so like, you know, like a Fountain City or something like that, but current just sounds way better. So I, I, definitely, I definitely lost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Patrick, I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to do it a little differently. Do you want defensive coordinators to blitz you a little bit more? Um, you're the least blitz quarterback in the league. Just how much has that changed your, you know, sort of preparation before the week when teams are doing it less and less? I think I just kind of take what, try to take what's there. I mean, I, I promise I prepare for the blitz just as much every single week. I want to make sure that we kind of keep that where the defenses don't want to blitz us because we're so good against the blitz. Um, but then at the end of the day, I have to get better when they're not blitzing. I have to get better when they're dropping people in coverage, taking the check down. Uh, throwing the flats, which I started doing kind of later in the game this last game. Um, and, and I did it early and late, which is the times we had success. So keep doing keep doing being better at that. Um, but don't lose me. I mean, whenever the shots are there, take them. I could hit that shot to Tyreek if I put it across the middle of the field a little bit more. 
Um, so whenever those opportunities come, I have to be ready to strike. And then when they're not there, just keep being smart, taking it and getting moving the ball down the field. Patrick, I don't know if you got to say goodbye to Larry, but I, I wonder if you did, if you could share anything you might have conveyed to him. And also just the feeling of um, what he did for this team and the arc of his career as a, a doctor and taking last year for the reason he did. I, I, all those thoughts, I wonder if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get to talk to him in person because uh, it happened on a day off day, and so I didn't get to see him. Um, but, I mean, I texted him. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a great dude. I think that's the first thing. I mean, he's such a great uh, person. Uh, he really, truly loved – uh, this city, this team, this organization, and he gave back uh, so much to it. And uh, the thing he did last year uh, with going to be a doctor back in back in Canada was special. I mean, not a lot of people uh, have that heart to be able to give up something that they they truly love and uh, football for a year to go back, um, especially after after winning the Super Bowl uh, with this team. Um, so I mean, it just shows the type of person that he is. And I, I give so much. Uh, I told him good luck to, to moving on to the, the Jets and. And to the rest of his career, if that's football, doctor, whatever it is, he'll be great at it. That was quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Here's safety Tyron Matthew. He starts off responding to questions about Aaron Rodgers and his replacement, Jordan Love. Aaron Rodgers is a a special player, uh, probably one of the most talented quarterbacks in his league. Um, But I think as far as preparation, um, it's all about our mindset, our attitude, uh, trying to get as much information as we can. Uh, Pretty sure those guys' offense. Uh, won't change uh, too much. So uh, it's all about formational recognition and just understanding what's going on from our end. What, what is the process of getting as much information as you can on a guy that, that hasn't played much in the NFL? Well, yeah, you just I, actually I just asked my coach that about an hour ago, and uh, so you just kind of kind of dig through all the tape, uh, preseason games, um, you know, try to get a feel for um, you know what he likes to do, um, you know, whether that be rhythm throws or you know, trying to find, you know, his shots deep. Um, I do know he has a big arm. Uh, he can move around in the pocket. So, uh, you know, it'll be a good challenge for us. You have to sometimes find yourself going back to his college tape. Yeah, yeah, I think sometimes you you do that. Um, but uh, I think he, he has a couple snaps, you know, uh, in the NFL. And uh, so we'll look at those probably more than, you know, we, we, we look back into his college, you know, days. Melvin Ingram yesterday, what, are your, what was your reaction to – Ingram coming here to Kansas City. I mean, I was excited, man. Um, you know, I've, I've watched him, you know, from afar. You know, we're both SEC guys. And um, so uh, I've always, you know, uh, liked the way he played the game. Um, you know, uh, I think his talent speaks for itself. Um, I'm more excited about, you know, his leadership and what he's going to provide, you know, on that end. So, uh, you know, I think our guys up front got another guy that they could, you know, use and rely on and uh, hopefully – you know, he could help compliment, you know, the other guys that, that we are that we have here already. But um, I was excited. You know, I look at him as, you know, one of those guys that, you know, he, he's a doggy, you know. Uh, so uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing him play fast. How much time do you all expect to, to look at him? Because obviously last year when you faced off against the Chargers in the first game against him, you didn't know you were facing Justin Herbert for 10 seconds before kickoff. Obviously, you get five days of that. How much time do you, how much preparation are you all really going to have, uh, you know, looking at tape on Jordan and trying to create a scheme? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a short week for us, you know, already. Um, so I'll probably say, you know, today, tomorrow, Friday, you know, we'll get a good chunk of, of information, you know, on Jordan. And, you know, like I said, all the things that he could do well. Uh, some of the things that he doesn't handle well, you know, we'll try to expose those things. But, um, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I think for the most part, it's all, all about our preparation, 
our attitude um, and really what we able to do from a technique standpoint, you know, play in and play out. One of the things that you all did, though, the previous two games, you all played great second half. This last game, you played pretty much four or four quarters. How important is it going to be to continue to build on that in this game? I mean, it's huge. This is a big-time opponent. Um you know, uh, you know, no beating around the bush. I don't think anybody's, uh, you know, projecting us to, to win this football game. I think we understand that. Uh, it's going to be a tall task for us. Um, but uh, I think we'll be ready for the challenge. How much of the quarterback change was even more of an emphasis on guys like Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams and obviously trying to keep it, keep those guys in check on that? That's probably who Georgia's going to rely on the most. Yeah, I probably, you know, it doesn't. Devontae Adams is one of those receivers that, it doesn't matter who he, who he has throwing the ball to him. Uh, you know, he's a tough cover. Um, you know, the more I watch, you know, Aaron Jones, um, you know, uh, I like the way he runs the football. You know, he reminds me a lot of Delvin Cook. Um, you know, got a lot of straight line speed. Got a lot of power, too, you know, f- for his size. You know, really run through a lot of arm tackles. So that'll be a tough task for us. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I could see them, you know, leaning more, you know, on 33. Um, obviously, 17 speaks for himself, but... Um, even a backup running back, you know, AJ Dillon, uh, you know, he's a he's a tough duty as well. So I could see them, you know, using those guys uh, a bit more. Our, uh, opponents have given you guys some problems with screen passes. Yeah. Something you can put your finger on as to why you guys have had a little bit of difficulty defending those. Yeah, I think you know sometimes, man, you know, you get in these third and long situations, and <laughs> we all excited to you know get to the quarterback and, and get a sack. Um, but I think you know, uh, you know, some play calls. Uh, some down down in distances um, just require you to just play fundamental football. Um, I think a lot of that just comes from, you know, formation recognition. Uh, I think most of these teams run the, run the same plays. Uh, most most of the time is out of the same formations. Um, so uh, just being alert, you know, on that, you know, when you break the huddle. What's been most impressive to you um, in regards to what Nick Bolton and Willie Gay have been able to bring the lineup uh, these past couple of weeks? I mean, they've just been coming along, man. Um, it's a lot that's on the plate, you know, um, you know, as far as this system, this scheme, and just trying to communicate, line people up, um, you know, but those guys are still playing fast, you know, after they communicate and get everything set. So um, I probably say that's the, that's the biggest positive. Uh, that's the biggest, you know, sign of encouragement, especially as a, you know, deep defender. Um, you got guys in front of you that, you know, got a little speed, uh, can really make plays, you know, all over the field. Uh, so uh, it's been good to see them continue to, you know, progress. You've been around for a while. How difficult is that communication stuff for, for rookie to excel and Nick has been able to do? I mean, it's extremely difficult. You don't you don't see too many um, rookie, you know, middle linebackers, you know, task with, with that duty. Um, so to see Coach Spag, you know, put his trust in him. Obviously, the kid is a, a good football player. Um, he has a bright mind, too. I think that helps, you know, slow it down a little bit. But um, he's been a blessing for us, man, especially with, obviously, with, with Hitch being out, him being able to step in and, and kind of keep it rolling for us. Aaron, um, you guys have been fully healthy in the secondary these last few weeks. I'm just wondering how much has that put an impact on you to sort of do a lot of different roles in the secondary and how much do you think that will help you get maybe, as you alluded to on Twitter, closer to getting the ball, more opportunities for maybe making plays? Yeah, I think I think we're coming along. Uh, obviously, um, you know, it's still a lot of things that that we could clean up. You know, as far as technique, and you know, uh, I thought we did a better job this past week of you know really just el- uh, eliminating explosive plays. I think they maybe had two or three, um, uh, and that's a good sign. Um, you know, so for me, um, it's not always about uh, you know me making uh, the big plays or the plays that I'm used to making. Um, 
uh, I, I get more encouragement just seeing us continue to push forward uh, because I know, you know, uh, you know, once I'm able to make a play, uh, you know, when it rains, it pours. So uh, I just look forward to waiting for my moment. Um, but as long as my group continues to, to show signs, signs of improvement, um, you know, that's all I really need to kind of keep me you know, happy. How do you split the difference there between, you know, trying to cover some of the stuff in the back end and also wanting to go find the ball and make a play? Like, how do you split Well, I think, you know, I, you know, we're four and four, so I'm not in a position to kind of, you know, uh, drop my responsibility to go make a play. Um, uh, I think it's all about just trying to be sound, you know, in your technique. And uh, like Coach Spag said, man, as hard as it is, is try your best to let the game come to you. Because uh, when you when you when you go out of your way, uh, you usually, you know, uh, leave somebody else hanging. So uh, I've just been trying to do my job uh, and keeping everybody else on top of theirs. Couple more guys. Well, Stephen and I, you talked a little bit about Melvin Ingram. Uh, I know Andy Ray said he's been in on meetings, uh, and you talked about his leadership. How long do you feel like it'll take him to to be, you know, put out there on this defense? Um, it took you guys a little while to pick up Spags' team, but how long do you think it'll take him? I mean, he's a vet in his league. Um, I mean, he's probably heard some of this stuff before. It's just probably different, you know, terminology. Um, uh, I expect him to pick it up, you know, hopefully by next week. Um, but uh, like I said, man, anytime you can add an extra guy that, that loves to play football, uh, whether it's run or pass, uh, you know, I think it'll help us out big time. So, uh, I mean, obviously we don't want to rush him, but um, I think the sooner the better. Tyron, it seemed like it was important to you to speak the other day to the social media stuff and, and Maybe even good for you to do it. Is that is that how it was? You wanted to, I don't know, just express yourself that way, and, and has it been good for you to have gotten that faded? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I I've got I've got a, a bunch of great feedback, a bunch of positive feedback uh, from that. Um, you know, I think a lot of times things could, you know, uh, be confusing uh, or misunderstood. Um, I think it's important to kind of address it, um, you know, because this social media thing, um, <laughs> you know. It could go either way and people could take it, you know, any way they, they would like to take it. So, um, you know, it's just kind of putting my face in front of the camera. Obviously, um, you know, uh, being conscious of, of, of the words I used and, you know, the people that I affected. And, uh, you know, obviously that, that wasn't my intention, but um, just happy to, to move on from it for real. Did you make your reset a little bit? Right? Yeah, absolutely. I think anytime you, you have, you know, a reality check or a gut check or, you know, um, I mean, just simply being aware of, you know, how other people feel, I think it always kind of, you know, helps you take a step back and, you know, kind of see what, what it is that you did wrong or where you went wrong. What's the biggest lesson you learned from your first team? I'm sorry? What was the biggest lesson you learned from your first team when you got, you know, you got Preston Uh, Well, like I said, man, you just be, you, you, well, you, you never know who you, um, you never know who's listening. Uh, you never know who you're you know, going to affect uh, in a negative way. And I think that's important uh, to, to keep in perspective, you know, when you're going back and forth with somebody or, you you know, you're dealing with frustration or, you know, confusion, misunderstanding. Uh, I think that's the most important thing. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC production staff of Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Thicket. Links to all these stories we've been writing about the Chiefs over the last day or two can be found in the show notes. And, of course, on KansasCity.com. Speaking of KansasCity.com, let's talk about the morning sports edition. If you're not seeing it, you're really missing out. So go to the website, KansasCity.com, and then click on the Stars E-Edition. That's a replica of the printed newspaper on your screen that comes with your digital subscription. 
Well, now there's an updated sports section produced separately that goes along with it. When you open the e-edition, there's a box in the upper right-hand corner that says All Editions. Click on that, and you can access anywhere from, I don't know, 15 to 25, sometimes 50 pages of sports. It's, it's incredible. You also can get it through the email. That's how I get it. The link is there by about 6 a.m. every morning. But however you see it, you know what I'm talking about. It is complete coverage of the previous day, sports news, features, stats, everything. It's fantastic. Hey, listen, thanks for reading The Star and listening to our podcast lineup. You're helping support the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City, and we couldn't produce programs like Sports Beat KC without you. We'll be back on Thursday with the Chiefs coverage gang. You know who they are, Herbie Teope, Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian talking Chiefs on Sports Beat Live. 9.30 a.m. Thursday this week. Usually we go on Fridays, but for the second straight week, we have to go on Thursday. So join us then. 